I was an apprentice embalmer. I lived in an apartment at the funeral home that was on the grounds of a large urban cemetery. When the sun set and I locked the gates, I was the only living human there, and I loved it. At night, it was my own personal park, just me, the deer, and the dead. I have no idea if there is such a thing as ghosts, but I do know that the dead can possess you. As the new apprentice embalmer, who had not yet finished mortuary college, I had done removals alone before, but this night was different, because this was the first time I had been cleared to embalm a body solo, without a licensed embalmer directly supervising me. I was excited and a little nervous about it. I was on call that night, and the nursing home I got called to at about 1 a.m. was the one you don't want to end up in. It reeked of despair, the aroma of sweats and cheap disinfectant and urine. It was always too hot inside, always humid. There was an endless din of moans and groans and screams and incongruous mutterings from everywhere in the building. The jaded staff used towels to tie the doors closed so that the inmates that were ambulatory could not escape and run into the night. The attendant untied the back door for me. He told me what room the body was in. And with that, his obligation to the dead man was over. He seemed relieved. I pushed my gurney up the hallway. The left rear wheel was squeaking a bit, but I could only barely hear it beneath the sounds of dying coming from the rooms. I arrived at room 127. I was looking for bed B. There were four occupants of the room, two asleep, one awake, one dead. I located bed B. I slid my gurney next to it and began the process of wrapping the body in a sheet. Sagging muscles hung from his arms. I guessed his age at about 87. There were a few sores on his body. I thought they were bed sores? but I hadn't seen many dead bodies yet in my career. There was one on his upper left arm, about three inches in diameter, about a third of an inch deep. It was wet, and it seemed alive. And I took great care in not touching it, even with my gloved hands. It disappeared as I covered him with the sheet. I got onto the other side of the gurney, reached over it, and began to slide the wrapped body from the bed to my gurney. He was screaming for days. It was the awake occupant of the room. His name, Donald, was written on masking tape over his bed. Yeah, I answered. He had surprised me, but I was trying to be professional even though I wasn't a professional yet. He kept screaming, it's eating me. It's eating me alive, over and over. Well, it's done now, I told him. Yeah, thank God. Now I can get some sleep. I just nodded at Donald 
rolled the loaded gurney back to the van, then drove to the funeral home. I would be doing my first solo embalming. I slid the dead man from the gurney to the stainless steel prep table, unwrapped the sheet, and began to remove his hospital gown, but I stopped. There was that sore again. It looked bigger somehow, but that wasn't possible. Still, it seemed to be growing. Universal precautions. That is something they teach you in mortuary college. You always assume everybody has every disease, and you protect yourself accordingly. The old embalmers tended to ignore that rule. I've seen them embalm wearing just gloves and an apron. I could do that too, except that's sore. It seemed evil, and it still seemed to be growing. It's eating me alive, he had screamed. I put on the protective gear, and I embalmed the body. I was still afraid to touch the sore even when I was double-gloved and completely encased in a protective suit, but I did cover it with cotton I had soaked in formaldehyde. And still, it seemed to be growing. I took one last look at that evil sore, then covered the entire body in a sheet. My first solo embalming was done. I was back in my apartment and back asleep within an hour. I didn't get back to the funeral home until about 6 p.m. My boss was eagerly awaiting me. Before I could even get out of my car, he asked, did I wear protective clothing last night when I embalmed the body? Yes. Why? Necrotizing fasciolitis. Necro what? Flesh-eating bacteria. I almost fainted. The body was at the coroner's office. The health department had shut down the nursing home. The patients were being sent to other facilities, some of them to isolation. It was a terrifying moment. But for me, it was over. For others, it was just beginning. A week later... I got a call to the coroner's office to pick up a body that had also been infected with flesh-eating bacteria. The patient's name was Donald. It was the Donald from the nursing home. The coroner's staff member that had picked up the body from the hospital told me to be careful. Before the poor guy died, he was screaming, It's eating me alive! Kyle Bowen. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Bowen. He was a graduate of the San Francisco College of Mortuary Science in 1989. He's since worked as a real-life mortician for 15 years. This is the real deal. We don't make this stuff up. Kyle now writes and performs in Chico, California. The story was produced by Jamie DeWolf and Pat Masidi Miller. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.